Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 23rd in the year 2022, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is late afternoon, and it's actually getting a little chilly here. So um, this is the weather now. It, it's very hot earlier in the day, and then it gets cool at night, and you need a little shawl or something, but I shouldn't complain. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining because you know what? Tomorrow is my birthday, and I was saying to someone today that I'm really glad that I don't live in a climate where it's bitter freezing cold on my birthday anymore. <laughs> I don't I do not do that anymore. Thank you, universe. Um, anyway, yes, uh, tomorrow the sun will be at four degrees Aquarius, or maybe it's about that now, but you know, Yes, I'm, I'm, this Aquarius is having, having a solar return. So, um, and the sun is with Mercury today. And very first thing this morning, Eastern time, 528 AM, sun and Mercury conjoined. And that means they're in the same place at the same time. But you will recall that Mercury is retrograde and has been since the 14th of January. And one of the things that happens under Mercury retrograde is that Mercury and the sun, their orbits catch up. And this is what happened this morning, that Mercury moves in a direction where it's backwards, but the sun is moving forwards and then they they line up together, which is what they're doing today. Now that could be a very chatty experience or it could be a very, um, you know, internal thought experience. Maybe you spent today journaling or something. Um, it could be, a, you know, a very mercurial experience. There are funny people around you telling jokes. There are chatty people around you. There are intellectual people around you. Um, you know, there's been a few uh, mercurial events for me in the last couple of days, but also today was the going away party for my friends who are going back to Spain. So we spent today in the garden and that was very nice. Um, and then we'll have, you know, some other festivities right before they go next week. And it's hard to believe they're leaving um, next Saturday. So yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's bittersweet. Um, in the meantime, so Mercury and the sun, yes, this is, this happens every Mercury retrograde where they catch up to one another. And so, you know, Mercury retrograde happens several times a year and the sun and Mercury catch up because one of the things that causes Mercury retrograde or the apparent motion of Mercury retrograde is that when you are standing on the earth and, you know, the, the earth and the sun, uh, you know, the sun is obviously, you know, close to the earth. We're, you know, we're, it's um, sun and Mercury and Venus and us and then Mars. And then, um, so we're, we, those are two internal planets that are both retrograde between us and the sun. Mercury and Venus are both retrograde. And, you know, and what happens is, you know, it's like, the Sun and Venus and Mercury are always very close together. They are not far apart. And when the Mercury reaches a certain point or Venus reaches a certain distance from the Sun, and we can see that in the Zodiac, um, they don't go very far away. Like, you know, the Sun's in Aquarius right now, right? Because it happened the other day, the 19th, the Sun went into Aquarius. And so we're in Aquarius season, but Mercury got only so far in Aquarius and then it turned around and came back. Now, that doesn't mean that... Mercury was 
way, way, way ahead. Like you're never going to have the sun in Aquarius and Mercury in like uh, Leo. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in Virgo either. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're going to remain within like a sign or so close to the sun. And so that's something to remember. Anybody who has a birthday during Aquarius, Mercury is going to be in Aquarius or Capricorn, maybe maybe Pisces, but like not really Sagittarius, okay? And um, this is, it depends on where the sun is. Like if the sun is very much at the end of Aquarius, well then yeah, Mercury and Pisces, sure. But it's it does not stray far from the sun. And so we are... We are in the middle of the Mercury retrograde cycle, and it, you know, it'll end in, on the fourth or, or the third, really the third, and very late at night, the third. But, but, this is where we're at. We're sort of like at this midpoint of Mercury retrograde. So, moving right along. Um, so Mercury is in Aquarius. The Sun is in Aquarius. But uh, this week, Mercury is going to change signs on Tuesday in the evening, ten o five p.m. Eastern time. And Mercury will enter Capricorn and it will go back into Capricorn. And this is where we're retracing things. So this is important because we're going to start looking back at what we've been doing over the last few weeks. And in the time before Mercury went retrograde, it's always this review and revise and revisit and reconnect and re-read and re examine and reanalyze, especially, you know, Mercury likes to analyze, especially right now with the next couple of days while it's still in Aquarius. It will come back to Aquarius. Uh, not quite yet, but, you know, remember what I said last week, Mercury is going to join Pluto. Pass over Pluto once, turn around, go direct, and then pass over Pluto again. Sort of the way Venus started its retrograde, passed over Pluto, passed it up, went retrograde, came back, passed over it again backwards. Mercury is doing the opposite. So that's what's really important. Now, um, so the sun is no longer in Capricorn. Pluto is in Capricorn. As of Tuesday, Mercury will be in Capricorn. And as of tomorrow morning, 7.53 a.m. Eastern time, Mars will be in Capricorn. So there's, there's, you know, Venus is in Capricorn, as you know, because it never left Capricorn because it's been retrograding Capricorn. And so as of Tuesday, we will have four planets Tuesday night. We will have four planets in Capricorn again. Wow. Um, but the sun will march forward and it's important to know that all this energy is going back into, you know, Mars is going forward. Mars is at the end of Sagittarius and tomorrow morning we'll go into Capricorn. So it's leaving fire. And, uh, that's important because that is the only planet in fire right now. We don't have any planets in fire. We have Mars and Mars is getting ready to leave. It's 29 and a half degrees Sagittarius. So, and once we go into tomorrow, it will be in Capricorn. So there'll be by Tuesday night, there'll be four planets in Capricorn again. So we don't, we don't get a break from this Capricorn energy. This Capricorn energy keeps coming back. And therefore, there must be something that we need to review and revise in Capricorn. Both Mercury and Venus are in Capricorn, and they'll be retrograde. So there's, what is Capricorn? Capricorn is serious. Capricorn is committed. Capricorn is authoritarian. Capricorn is patriarchal. Capri Capricorn is like the, the authority in our lives, the boss, the, the government. Um, and anything that's, you know, um, you know, our parents parental 
anything that is is sort of the governing bodies. Um, Capricorn is also the house of where we are, you know, ambitious and want to be successful. And we feel we must, you know, we must work hard and, and be, have a lot of integrity. And so the important thing to remember in all of this is that when we go back into Capricorn and then Mars, Mars will be there till March, you know, it'll it go in, it spends about six weeks there. It'll go in tomorrow, it'll be there till the early part of March. This is something where, you know, there's a lot of serious energy and it's a very interesting time because it, it, suddenly, like we were, we were out of Capricorn season, and we are in Aquarius season. The sun is in Aquarius, and that's where our sort of our life force drive is. You know, with the revolutionary, with the innovative, with the, with the, big ideas, with the, um, analytical, with the, you know, thinking of the collective and other worlds, um, but in the science world, technology, that too, but all this Capricorn energy makes us sort of go back and think in very serious terms and very committed terms, but also very much reviewing these last few months, um, these as, you know, the last few weeks. And it's been, it's been a while, you know, the last month that, that, you know, Mercury's been there and then, you know, we had the sun there for a while, you know, the month. And we also have, you know, we have, we had Venus and Venus has been in Capricorn since November. So this is, this is a long journey. There's a lot of Capricorn. It isn't just one outer planet there. We're getting a lot of visiting. We have to, we have to sort of look at those areas of our life. Where do we want to be successful? Where do we feel very committed? Where do we want our integrity to, to reign supreme? Where do we want to be, um, you know, our own boss maybe? These are things to consider. And what does, where does Capricorn show up in your chart? So it's an interesting thing to look at that because Capricorn is an ambitious sign and maybe it's in a not so ambitious house, like the 12th house. Maybe you have Capricorn in your 12th house and maybe your Aquarius rising. Um, if that's the case, you know, it's about like there's a certain amount of surrender going on because 12th house is all about surrender and atonement and those kinds of things. So if you have a pile of planets in the 12th, well, first of all, it might not be easy for you to sleep because that's the house of sleep and dreams, but it may be a place where you need to surrender and you need to learn how to surrender. And Capricorn is also the teacher learning things because it is ruled by Saturn. Remember that. And so it's always where we're going to learn something and lessons that might be, you know, something that we have to work hard at. Um, but you know, it could be a place in your, in your horoscope where it's not necessarily Capricornian, like the 10th house, um, is Capricornian. So, but the energy of Capricorn is very, very present for us right now. And so we still have to go over that and look at that. Now, one of the most important things this week is that Venus is going to go direct in Capricorn on Saturday the 29th at 3.46 a.m. And this is important because it's been retrograde since the 19th of December, and we're finally in the home stretch of Venus retrograde. So this is so important, so important, because Venus, as I told you last week, 
is at 11 degrees, and this is where Venus will go direct, but Venus is already at 11 degrees, and she'll slow down, and she's going to stay at 11 degrees, and she's getting very, very slow right now. She got to 11 degrees yesterday, and she's going to be at 11 degrees and change all week. Saturday, she'll turn around at 11 degrees, I think, four minutes, and then she's going to go and stay at 11 degrees for a while. So the to sum total that Venus will be at 11 degrees of Capricorn is 16 days. If you have something at 11 degrees of Capricorn, Aries, Libra, or Cancer, you know, and I would say anywhere from 9 degrees to 13 degrees, that this Venus is going to affect that. Pay attention. Look at your life. Look at where Venus is affecting you. What is happening to you in the areas of relationships? What's happening to you in the area of finance? How is Venus showing you something about your astrological chart? Everybody has a section where there's Capricorn. Venus is going to go direct in that section of your chart. And maybe you have an ascendant at 11 Capricorn or Cancer or something. Look at your chart and and it's very important because when a planet stations and turns around and goes direct, there's a message. There's a lesson. There's a message. There's possibly an answer to a question that you've had during this whole Venus retrograde. Maybe you'll go, oh, that's what that was about. Or, oh, this is so important because I heard from so-and-so and I haven't heard from them in a long time. Venus and Mercury retrograde. Pay attention. Um, relationships, finances, friendships, social things, um, all that stuff. So one of the things you want to pay very close attention to in the coming days and weeks. And, you know, um, this is important also because Mars is going to catch up. Now, Venus is slow, 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 slow. So, you know, what planet is always slow when it turns direct from retrograde. And, um, the thing that's really important about this is that Mars is going to be in Capricorn and they're going to be very close together. By the time we get to next Saturday when Venus goes direct, Mars will already be at three and the moon goes into Capricorn uh, at about an hour or so after Venus or actually not much longer after Venus turns around. Venus will turn around. Actually, the moon will go about 20 minutes later. Uh, it will turn into Capricorn. And then that means that there'll be another planet in Capricorn. There'll be five planets in Capricorn next Saturday. <laughs> and the moon will reach Venus. So there's going to be some goddess-oriented energy for those of you who are tapped into that and divine feminine energy. But also, you know, again, we're dealing with security because it's the moon, but we're dealing with finances and relationships and people and things like that. And what's so interesting is that Mars is going to be at a speed where it actually catches up to Venus and they start traveling together. And that this is we've been looking at this for months and the moment is arriving where that's going to happen. And within, you know, within a certain number of days after Venus goes direct, Mars and Venus will be conjunct. And this doesn't happen. Last summer, I think it was July, Venus and Mars were conjunct. They usually do this once every two years. Now here we are six months later and they're going to be conjunct again and they're going to be conjunct for about two and a half months. Um, you know, all of February, all of March, 
and then well maybe just maybe not quite two and a half months maybe a little less than that but they are so close together they're going to be so close together they're going to be talking to each other they have a lot to say to one another this again is about relationships this is really about relationships they'll go from capricorn together they'll go into aquarius together they'll stay close to get to each other and this is this is a very very important thing it's a phenomenon we don't see very often at all so pay close attention to your relationships your dialogue be careful of what you say too because you know this is something where the two of them have a lot to discuss with each other and you want to get it right you know so think about your relationships your the integrity of your relationships how to raise the level of integrity in your relationships and mars likes capricorn it's exalted there it's ambitious in capricorn so we might be a little ambitious in our dealings with people and stuff um it doesn't mean just relationships in the intimate sense it could be any of your you know if it's a work oriented house where you have capricorn it could be your professional relationships so this is this is very important this is going to be very interesting and a lot of things will be i mean i can't tell you exactly what's going to happen for each and every one of us but i think something very interesting is going to occur for everybody um and so that's one of the things that's happening. That's Venus is going direct, finally, finally. And it's going to be a relief. We can, we can really feel like we're relating again. And I always tell people to not get involved in brand new relationships in an intimate sense um, under a Venus retrograde. And that they should wait till Venus goes direct. And that's, um, that's something that's going to finally happen. Um, the day before, on Friday the 28th, we will have um, Mercury on Pluto. And remember what I said before, Mercury is going to go over Pluto. It's going to go direct on the 3rd of February, and then it's going to come back over Pluto again. So the it's past Pluto a while ago, weeks ago, and then it's now going to go again, but it's going to be slower, you know, and that's going to be 11, 16 p.m. Friday night. So next weekend's big. We've got Mercury, Pluto. We've got Venus going direct. Then the moon will join Venus. This is, this is a lot of information. This is a lot of information. Um, and so that's, that's going to be important. So now, um, if you are celebrating Chinese New Year, that's going to come up the following week. On Tuesday, the first Eastern time, we are, well, it's 12.46 a.m., so it's going to be the middle of the night, but but it will be the Lunar New Year. It will be the new moon, and um, how do they measure Chinese New Year? It is the first new moon after the sun enters Aquarius, so the sun entered Aquarius on the 19th, Wednesday, and you know, we were in the middle, we had just had a full moon a couple days earlier, so now the new moon um, is happening on Tuesday the 1st at 12 degrees Aquarius, the lunar new year of the tiger. And um, there's some tiger people here, and we like tigers. <laughs> um, I'm not a tiger person, but we we like tigers here. So um, there are no tigers in Costa Rica, but but there are there are other smaller versions of wild cats. Um, any case, yes. So that's that's going to be happening soon too. The next new moon is the beginning of Chinese New Year, the new 
to the new year. And one of the things that I didn't talk about last week, but that has happened in the last few days, is that the lunar nodes changed signs. And this is important because it only happens once every year and a half. And so for the last year and a half, we've been living with the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius. And we talked about that a bit, where the North Node in Gemini uh, encourages us to find out our own opinion, find out our own information, do our own research, find out what we our thoughts are as opposed to listening to teacher guru that is very Sagittarian. And so one of the things that's um, interesting about this is that when they shift signs, our focus shifts. So the North Node now is in Taurus, the South Node is in Scorpio, and this will be for another year and a half. It shifts the eclipses as well, because then what happens is when we start to uh, go into eclipse season, it's no longer in Gemini and Sag, it's in Taurus and Scorpio. So if the moon gets close to Scorpio when the sun is in Taurus, then we have a lunar eclipse. And then if we have the sun and the moon in Taurus, then we're having a solar eclipse because the uh, north node is in Taurus. So Taurus, what is Taurus about? Taurus is about security. Taurus is about nature. Taurus is about the earth. Taurus is about uh, all the forces of nature and the earth and the, and the, the grounded feeling we have when we are secure. Um, it is the most earthy of all the earth signs. Um, and it's very, um, security oriented, but like Taurus's love to have the roof over their head, the food on the table, money in the wallet, money in the bank, and they are dealing with, you know, the very, uh, creature comforts we all like, all those comforting things that we love. They love comfort food. Taurus energy loves comfort food. So the things that bring us security, we have to go in more of the direction of security, whereas the south node in Scorpio is about passions and creativity and the deep meanings of things. And you know, I have said before, you never just do one node. It's always an axis. Where the north node is, the south node follows, and vice versa. And so we focus on things that are very material-oriented as opposed to things that are hidden and deep and sensuous and passionate, you may find that you have to do some practical things in order to be able to enjoy the sensuous things that are in Scorpio. You may feel that it's about, you know, getting the, getting the creature comforts and the needs met. And then later on, the creativity and the passion can flourish. Okay. If you focus solely on the creativity and passion and say the hell with money, right now is going to be a little uncomfortable, okay, the next year and a half. It's got to be more about focusing on achievements and skills and abilities. Taurus rules the second house. So that's all about the skills you have, the value you put on those skills, how you value yourself. Um, not so much other people's money, other people's value of you, etc. That's all eighth house. Second and eighth are opposite. That eighth house energy is Scorpio energy. So it's not so much about that, but you can't do things, you know, the more passionate you are about something, the better at making money at it you will be because you're, you love it and you're passionate. So it's not like there's no room for passion. You've got to have the balance. You just can't do it solely. You know, if you want to do something solely for passion, then you've got to have something 
like ready financially, you know, the money in the bank, or you know that you're set financially and you can do your passion. Maybe your passion is like, you know, you're a visual artist, you're a painter. Um, that would mean, you know, you've got money in the bank and you're fine and it's, it's all well and good. Um, maybe now is the time to rely on your savings or something while you do your passion. But, but the needs have to be met. The, the basic security needs, we want to focus on those things. And we also want to focus on nature. We also want to focus on like the earth, mother earth, and all of that goes with it. Now, the interesting thing is that Venus rules Taurus and Venus has been retrograde while the North Node entered Taurus. So there it is ruled by a retrograde Venus and we'll get all that sorted out on Saturday. Um, but that's where we're going to, we're going to sort of start to feel maybe a little more Venusian in, in that respect. Whereas, you know, and Venus, uh, gosh, Taurus loves beautiful things. Taurus loves, you know, cozy new blankets and a warm cup of cocoa. And um, it likes, it has a certain amount of aesthetic, as does Libra, which is also ruled by Venus. And so both of those things, both of those um, signs have Venusian uh, desires. And Taurus is also like, you know, oh, I like nice things. Well, I got to go out and make the money to get those nice things. So that's, it's more of a material thing than Scorpio. Scorpio is a little more ethereal. Um, it's a water sign, of course. So that's one of the big things that's happened. So there's a lot of shifting and moving. You know, Uranus went direct last week. And that was, that was crazy because I sat down to meditate the day that Uranus went direct and it was like an hour later or something after the Uranus station direct. And I'm, I sat down, I closed my eyes and I was going to do my meditation. And all of a sudden I hear this pop and a bottle of kefir that I had made and that was sitting on the counter in the kitchen had exploded and was fizzing all over the wall. So that, um, postponed the meditation by a few minutes while I grabbed it and got it into the sink. <laughs> Uranus is things that kind of explode or erupt. And that was one of them. Meanwhile, I had read about that, uh, underwater volcano that erupted in Tonga and it sent tsunami waves in that region of the South Pacific. And they felt them here to the point where they had to close the beaches. So, you know, and tsunami is, you know, that's the water, but it's also, it's an underwater, it's the earth, the earth, um, under the, uh, there is earth under the, you know, at the sea floor, the sea floor. And so the, the volcano uh, erupted and, and then Uranus went direct at about the same time. And then two of the volcanoes here became active at the same time, just as that Uranus went direct. So there was all this volcano action, which is very Uranian, you know, things erupting and going into the air and shooting ash. <laughs> and here, you know, that's a common thing, the volcanoes, but, but two of them at the same time in the same region, not generally happening often. But, you know, you'll go to your car and you'll see this film of dust on your windshield and on your car, and that's the volcanic ash. And in your house, you'll like, well, why is my you know, why is my nightstand dusty? My cleaning lady was just here. Well, it's because the volcano is, is active and everything is now covered in a, in like a thin layer of volcanic ash. So, um, yeah, that's, that was Uranus here. <laughs> Uranus going direct. So lots of shifts. The nodes change signs. Venus will change direction. 
Mercury and Pluto will meet up on Friday the 28th. And that's an intense communication. That's an intense communication and maybe a very powerful thought um, occurs to you or a very powerful dialogue or conversation will happen in that. And then, you know, when we go into the following week, all, all sorts of change. Again, we've got a new moon in Aquarius. We've got Mercury going direct on the third. And we're going to talk more about these things next week. But it's it's been an interesting, interesting time when all of this starts to shift and change. You know, it's so much going on. January has been so packed with shifts and movements just like December was. And so the thing that we want to pay attention to is how our life is flowing in all of this. Are you flowing? Are you stuck? Are you moving forward and what has surfaced during this Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde? Are you getting, um, you know, are you getting your needs met? Are you getting the dialogue uh, said? Are words being said that you need to say? Are you getting information that you need? Um, or do you feel like you're sort of at loose ends with this and you're not getting, um, you know, you're not getting your relationship needs settled? Like maybe you need to have a relationship conversation. Maybe you need to have, uh, you know, these are the times when the truth comes out. So sometimes you get information that you weren't expecting, but it's important because it's the truth. It's some sort of truth. And the biggest truth is in our heart, however, you know, you've got to listen to your heart. And I've been like, hearing this all week about listening to our heart. And, you know, I've been getting messages that I know my my own heart very well. And how well do you know your heart? And that's something that we visit when Venus is retrograde. Um, how well do you know your heart? And is your heart open? And are you allowing your heart to be open? And, um, are, and what is your heart telling you? And there should be messages from your heart right now because Venus is retrograde and Mercury is retrograde. And, you know, we still have like a good week of Venus even though she's at that degree where she's going to turn around, she's, she's slow, 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 slow. When Venus slows down, the messages, the information, the, the knowledge is much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Much more intense. She's, it's, more direct. It's the, it's not this, like she's just flying backwards. No, now she's like, it's with great intent. So maybe some of the information that's come forward to you in these last few days and in the next few days will be with great intention. Capricorn wants to manifest. Okay. And Capricorn looks at, you know, what's tangible and material. So all this Capricorn energy again, Remember, it's it's about something being very tangible, and that North Node in Taurus, very tangible, and it's very important to pay attention to this intensity and what your intentions are. So it's intensity and intentions, and how you are seeing uh, your life right now, and how you're seeing things manifest in your life, and what you want to manifest, and as. Venus goes direct and then we have a new moon and then Mercury goes direct. That's a lot next weekend and into the new week, you know, and that's, that is, uh, some really important stuff. That's, 
that's talking to us about what we do want to manifest and what we do um, want to come forward as everything starts to shift and, and clear. It's good when things go direct. We like it when things go direct. It's good to review. It's good to step back. Some people have a hard time with it because they want to move forward and they want their projects to go and like, I've got to get this off the ground. And it's like, if you start this now, how many times I've had this conversation, especially in the last few weeks, it's not a good time to launch something. It's never a good time when things are retrograde. When there's too much retrograde, it just, it, it just doesn't go forward and you keep getting frustrated. And then, you know, I had someone here asking me about like launching something and I'm like, it's just going to be frustrating for you. And it, they had some setbacks. They can't launch even if they wanted to. So it's just better to wait. You know, it's, it's really better to wait. If it's a relaunch, like you're relaunching your website, you know, you may need to do that. I always think it's best to wait, but a relaunch of something like a relaunch of a website is probably fine, especially if you're keeping the name the same. If you just like redid it and, you know, because it's a review and all. It's a review of the website and rewriting and all. But it's important to use this time to ponder, to meditate, to really sit back and take in the information you're getting. And I'm sure each and every one of us has gotten a lot of information in these last weeks with Venus retrograde and then the last week with Mercury retrograde. I know I have done a lot of healing work on myself because of information and patterns that I noticed in myself that came up. And it was really important to do that. And I hope that all of you have had time to work on that as well. And that's about it. Another busy, busy week. And it's going to be like this for a while. I'm excited for Venus and Mars to catch up. I'm very curious as to what this goes going to bring for each of us, what kind of information I'm going to hear from my clients about this, and how we're all going to go forward with Venus and Mars. So a blessed, beautiful week to you. May you have um, all your wishes come true, and may you have a lovely, lovely um, turnaround of Venus and going forward to Venus. May she bring you something special. And thank you all for listening and much gratitude to everyone. If you need to get in touch with me, you can call me. Um, you get get to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. It's info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. My Twitter is at debastrology. And... If you um, are interested in a session with me, you can just go to my website and click book online. You can set it up there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week.